Hello and welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I am your host, Dexter Kearley. I'm sitting in my backyard. You can hear the, uh, we got the occasional fly. We got some birds, occasional car driving by. A couple airplanes passed overhead just while I was getting set up. So it's probably going to sound a little, there's going to be a little bit of background noise, but um, the wind's hardly blowing and it's like a beautiful September day. So in uh, the spirit of this podcast, I was like, man, I'm going to do this outside because a lot of this podcast is going to be about Amarillo um, and just some of the stuff that's been going on and some stuff just some things I've been thinking about, um, culturally and whatnot. So, um, you know, I thought, you know, that's the one thing is a lot of people say that Amarillo has terrible weather and they would be right. Like there are occasions where you walk out and it's pretty uncomfortable, but it seems like, and I don't know if this has just been a mild year, but it seems like it's been pretty, uh, steady and really nice. Um, you know, it, the wind is the main thing, like a lot of people, the wind and the dryness. But once you get used to drinking a bunch of Nalgene's or, you know, you get uh, addicted to the fine coffees, the fine coffee establishments in the area, uh, you realize, you know, you can you can battle the dryness and you can get used to the wind. You know, you just develop like the Amarillo lean, you know, like when you walk, you just kind of lean into it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so all that to be said. Um... I'm going to start off with a few announcements. This is going to be a ramble episode. I guess I better go ahead and mention that, which means it's just going to be me talking the entire show. I'm going to play a few songs as well, um, so it's not just me, but uh, you're going to have to hear this like slightly raspy voice. I've had some allergy issues recently, which is not like me. I don't usually have allergies, but we've been getting uh, a lot of rain comparatively recently, and I think maybe some stuff's in bloom or something. I, who knows? Um, but anyway, I'm going to start with a few, uh, announce, well, announcements. I'm not, they're not really announcements, maybe updates. So we had the, uh, Panhandle podcast meetup the other day at Recreation, um, which Recreation is a pretty cool little little bar if y'all are ever in, um, Canyon. They do some trivia nights. They, uh, have some different video game tournaments as well as some like arcade games and a pretty cool little patio area in a little bar and a bartender and they serve some food and it was a good time um full bar i think i think they had liquor and you know they make mixed drinks and stuff so really cool little place the podcast meetup um we had i believe nine people show up but it was interesting because it was um a few of the people i'll go ahead and give them shout outs uh coben puckett uh john rubin eric uh, Taylor Rydell and my buddy Chris, they've all been previous uh, guests on the podcast. Chris was like pretty early on. Taylor was like number like maybe four. I mean, he was like a super early Taylor Rydell. He was a super early uh, interview. And then Eric and uh, J- John Rubin were like just recent. Um, and so all of those dudes showed up. My buddy Mike showed up. But then everybody else who was there. <clears throat> which uh within that group um john rubin is going to be having a podcast so if you enjoyed that conversation um uh, as soon as he starts releasing his episodes i'll be sharing them into the panhandle podcast uh page on facebook so uh if you enjoyed that 
podcast. Um, pretty soon he's coming out with his own, uh, and it'll be interesting, I'm sure. Um, so anyway, to say all of that, the other people that were there was uh, we had a couple of podcasts represented. So Authentically Me with uh, Anne-Marie. Uh, you can look that up on uh, iTunes. She's on iTunes, but I think she's also got a page on um, on Facebook. I'll share it into the group as well. So she was there, and then also Cruise Control, um, Ask a Car Guy Anything with J.P. Gwynn and uh, his buddy Kevin. So I think they both uh, managed that show together. So it was cool. You know, we had a few, we had a few uh, podcasts. We talked about different podcast and uh we had like it was interesting because we had varied interpretations as to like what uh a podcast should be you know like is it is the point of it to be informative is the point of it just to rattle some words around in your head give you some time to think who knows but uh i'm going to talk about that a little bit later um with that being said i'd like to thank our sponsor so it's happy hour uh, here in Amarillo, Texas, they're located at 3801 Olson Boulevard. They make drinks. So they got um, a whole list. You can visit their website, happyhourtx.com. And you can see all the different um, drinks that they make. Um, and orders over five drinks, they'll deliver to anywhere you're at. So if you're, you know, if you have a cool boss or have a cool manager and they let you plan like a uh, once a week you know four o'clock we have happy hour you know we're gonna put in an order like right after we get back from lunch everybody know what you want we're gonna write it all down on a piece of paper fred you know fred in accounting is going to call or get online put the order in or call the order in and then happy hour is going to deliver your drinks at a designated time so four o'clock right so everybody gets to Hang out in the office, have a drink, relax the atmosphere, see what happens, you know. Keep your employees happy, you know. Every business is built on the backs of the employees that are there, you know. So management has a very important and difficult job to keep everybody happy, you know. And this would be a great way of doing it. It'd be a cool, uh, if if you were my manager, I think it would be cool. So anyway, um where was I at talking about happy hour? So uh, you can check out their store location at 3801 Olson Boulevard. They are, I think this is my first ad for them since they've actually been open. So they're functional, open, hit them up, uh, follow them on Instagram. I believe they are also on Facebook at just do just do happy hour. Um, I think you can Google them too. I'm pretty sure I've Googled their information several times. So anyway... Check them out. Um, use promo code Happy Primate for a discount on your order. And um, like I said, that's a cool way. If you use that promo code, <clears throat> it lets the sponsor know that the ad that they're paying for uh, is working. Which you know that's really good to know when you're when you're putting an ad out there. You know, you want to know is it hitting? Are people listening to it? And is it generating sales? So um, use that promo code, get a good product for a discounted price, and show a little bit of love towards the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let them know that you appreciate them for supporting me by using a promo code, which gives you a discount on the product. It's kind of an, an interesting, like kind of almost backwards way of, uh, huh, anyway, because you're, you're getting something out of it. Anyway, all that to say, 
I like to thank them uh, for being our sponsors and use that promo code. Okay, so all that being said, now I'm going to kind of start my show. And the first one, I'm going to talk about Ryan Colwell and Hayden Pettigo playing at the Tecla House the other night. <clears throat> I can't remember the date, but I was there. Uh, we were there for all of Hayden's set. And I think we had to leave like maybe two or three songs before uh, Ryan Colwell and he had uh, Megan McCormick. Is her, I think her Instagram might be like Megan Elizabeth McCormick or something like that, but she was really good. Uh, he had her on electric, kind of lead, doing some complimentary stuff, and he was playing uh, an acoustic and singing. Um, and what, what's cool, like what I really like about seeing an artist like him is it's genre, it's like in a genre, but it's still like a new and exciting sound right so how i mean that's a tale as old as time right you have a guy with a guitar singing on a stage right and or two guitars you know like a an electric kind of giving the the room some some body some flavor and then you got a, a guy on an acoustic singing you know like that's uh it almost seems to me like uh, early 2000s like i think of like the jack johnson and you had like uh g love and you had um uh, you know, even dispatch to a certain degree, but anyway, but he also has this like hardened country, like hardened Amarillo country sound. I'm a, I'm gonna play a song for you here in a minute uh, called Amarillo, and it makes me think of, um, like, you know, whenever you put something through a refinery, on the other side is something new, right? So you have like country as it was given to my generation or our generation you know you have the very pop country but also in uh most people outside of texas don't know about texas country but it's uh, i guess maybe it's getting more popular it seems like there's some of the uh, texas country artists that have gone larger country um but it's a very genuine grit kind of um homage while still doing something new and doing something creative and creating a unique sound even though it's like within a classification of sound anyway what am i talking about i'm getting all over the place he's got a cool sound and he played at uh the tecla house and it was really cool because um you know i occasionally have these moments i've had them throughout my life where i'm like okay this is going to be what i remember whenever I think about this time in my life. So like for high school, um, <laughs> so there was this one time, um, I ended up hanging out with one of my friends or we, one of my friends was hanging out and then we ended up seeing another friend. So we went to a party with that friend and we didn't know anybody there except for that one friend. And he ended up getting like hammered drunk. And so we were like at this party, we don't know anybody. We didn't even have our car. Um, so this guy ends up giving us a ride home. We don't know the guy. Um, dang, where am I going with that? What's I talking about? Oh, anyway, to say all that, when we were in the car on the way from the party to, um, my buddy's house where we were staying at, dude, this was like a long time ago back in North Carolina. So this was like early high school days. We get to my buddy's house and, but on the way, G Love and Special Sauce, there's this song called Kick Drum. And it's this super cool little groovy beat, but the lyrics are hilarious. You just got to listen to it. Type it in on YouTube, Kick Drum, and it'll pop up. Uh, G Love 
and special sauce kick drum it's a beautiful song um and it represents like a portion of time in my life that was before i moved to amarillo that was whenever i was still living in north carolina i had my group of friends so now anytime i hear that song i think of that time in my life and i had this moment the other night at the tecla house in the backyard where i was like looking and you know our baby uh my baby me and my wife's baby um was at my parents house they were babysitting him and so it was just us and we were there with a couple of groups of friends or a couple a little group of friends and you know looking around it was just like everybody I was seeing um I don't know it just seemed it seemed like a like a benchmark in Amarillo for me you know I'm turning 30 and I've been at a job for a while now and I really enjoy my coworkers. I'm really enjoying my uh, my little family. I'm really enjoying my group of friends. And then there's some badass music happening within walking distance of my house, you know? I mean, it's like, it doesn't get much better, you know? Plus, I've kind of got this podcast going, and I it's it's cool. It's like, a, like I said earlier, like a refinery, right? You know, it's it's a way to, to process what's going on in, um, around me, culturally, um... It's like just a benchmark. It's interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'm going on too much about that. But Tecla House is dope. So if you don't follow them on Instagram, you should follow them. Uh, of course, follow Hayden Pedigo this this heat on Instagram. He's running for city council, and I think he's got a good chance of winning. And then, uh, so Ryan Colwell. So I'm about to play a song by Ryan Colwell for you. Um, this song is called Amarello. It's off of his 2015 release. The album was called Flatlands, and um, the reason he was here playing at the Tech House is because he just put out a new album called The Last American, um, and it's a great album. It's uh, I've been listening to it on Spotify, I think on Spotify, I think that's where I've been listening to it on. Um, but yeah, he has he just has some. It's it's a good album. You should listen to it. Um, it has a just good feel to the album and and it is it's kind of interesting because it's called the last american and in a lot of ways um looking at the the next generation coming up below me and the generation above me um it might be the end of an era it might be the end of what we would consider americans you know what i'm saying like the same way that like the civil war ended or the Civil War era ended. Um, you know, maybe maybe this generation that's passing away might be like the last fulfillment of that particular genre of America, you know? So anyway, it's a great album, really good feel, and I'm about to play this song for you. So check him out on Instagram, and uh, here you go. Come on, boy, you gotta get it right. 
long Most people would even stay the night Just a waste of time I'm only here for some friends of mine It's either that or I'm scared of life But now and then at the golden light We draw a crowd and it feels alright Say, come on, boy, you gotta get it right. You settle down, son, and you walk line. Most people would even stay the night. Say, it's just a waste. Call me home, and I come running. Come on, boy, you got a kitty right You sit down, son, and you walk the line Most people won't even stay the night Save it just a waste And they say, come on, boy, you gotta keep the stand right You sit down, boy, and you walk the line Most people won't even So one of the things that I like about doing these ramble podcasts is like I listen to it as I'm playing it for you. So like in that little span when you were listening to it, I was also listening to it and I was thinking about the song because it's it's funny and anybody who who went through their uh, late teens, early 20s, maybe to 25, um like 2 a.m. at the golden light that is what it feels like that song like so if you listen to that song and it generates like an emotion in you it's that's 2 a.m. at the golden light like i can remember being at the golden light seeing a show probably like the scenic river roots band from like way back in the day i mean um anyway from seeing them at like one of my best friends dancing with like three women who are twice his age on the dance floor um kind of being hammered drunk like i was never i don't know if, know if i ever really got hammered drunk but i know some of my friends got hammered drunk and just the you know the bartenders the staff there they're so used to like that person the amarello 
uh, 2 a.m. Golden Light. And most of them are friends, you know, with, with everybody because it's a small community. But um, it's funny, like, I've had multiple times where it's like, you know, I'm hitting those those wee hours of the morning, the 1, the 2 o'clock, and I'm looking around and it's like, in reality, this is Amarillo. This is what the future of Amarillo is. Um, I've seen doctors and lawyers and I've seen people who are homeless um, and not just like the poor homeless, but there is such thing as like a rich homeless man, you know? Somebody who's just kind of like a loner, uh, trying to find their own way, maybe a wanderer, you know, like in a lot of ways we live, uh, you know, physically like, um, static existences. Like we don't necessarily, um, we're not nomadic. At least the majority of us aren't like I have a home, you know, like I try to travel, I try to travel as much as I can, but I'm not nomadic. I have a place, but in in making the body the physical body non nomadic i wonder if if it uh created a certain certain like intellectual nomadic nature to where you constantly kind of find yourself wandering um like who am i am i this place am i my surroundings am i my life choices uh i don't know sometimes when you really stuck in one place I say stuck doing air quotes even though you can't see the air quotes because this is just an audio but you know are you really stuck in one place are you stuck with who you have to be instead of who you want to be it's kind of an interesting thing but that song you know it it definitely makes me think of a particular time in my life a very fun time in my life a time when Amarillo really was there for me in a lot of ways um being a safe town and you know, being a town where you can walk home very easily most of the time, you know, if you need to. So, anyway, all that to say, I'm going to jump into my first segment of the day. And I decided that I was just, I want to lay down here um, on my podcast what I think of a podcast as a culture. Like what, whenever I say like, <clears throat> so kind of the thing, the idea behind the podcast meetup, um, why do I think it's a significant thing and why do I think it's something that should be celebrated uh, as a community and celebrated as like a benchmark, maybe milestone in human expression? We got like maybe a motorcycle, maybe an old car. Oh no, this is a truck. It's definitely a truck. It's a cement truck. Somebody's getting some work done. So, anyway, so um, it's interesting because uh, at least whenever I podcast, I'm not necessarily doing it to be good, if that makes sense. It's kind of, um, let's see, does that make sense? Um, I'm doing it more just as a thing that that I feel like should exist, if that makes sense. Uh Especially the the interviews that I'm doing. I'm really enjoying those and I'm having a good time. But it's just a good way for me to to be constructive within my time and place, if that makes sense. It's um, I don't think whenever I hit 90 years old, I'm going to be like, dang, I really shouldn't have ever done those podcasts. You know, like that was a waste of time. I don't think so. It, um, I think it might be something that, 
you know, maybe I can enjoy even later in life. So, um, it's, it was interesting. So talking at that podcast meetup, we had, there's so many different styles of shows of podcast. And for me, um, the way I feel like I'm crafting my show, the, my influences, the people who have influenced me, it's like, um, tangentially speaking, the Duncan Trussell family hour, of course, Joe Rogan experience, um, the like the way Sam Harris, um, Rob Bell, um, Pete Holmes, the way all of them, and I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but the way that all of them craft their shows, um, it, it's partially getting to know the host, but um, but the better you get to know the host, you better get to know the guests because you get to see. Like uh, I was saying it the other day, Shannon, sometimes she's like, Dexter, you're too Dexter, right? So in like a, in an interview, I'll be interviewing a guest and I'll get excited or I'll become too much of me and I'll overrun my guest or I'll talk too much or I'll uh, go in a direction or a tangent that shouldn't have been gone in. It's kind of a waste of time or something like that, you know? So it's uh, super interesting to me to... Uh, to hear other people's influences like uh, JP Gwynn I believe he said his was a glass case of emotion which is like a NASCAR um podcast or it's about pod I think they meet in like the Hall of Fame uh which NASCAR is an interesting culture as well I think uh it's definitely a uh, remarkable sport in its own way but it's interesting because you know like the style of podcast you listen to is typically the style of podcast that you would want to put out you know um so we had some interesting discussions at the podcast meetup uh about what like what a show is or how a show should be because he you know jp keeps his show super or super short Whereas I, I'll go as long as it needs to go or as, you know, if I'm having fun with a guest, as long as I can tell that they're still engaged and I'm still engaged, it's like, hey, let's keep rolling with this thing. Like, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe if you get somebody in like a good state of mind, it's like a good idea while you're recording to keep them there for a little while, you know. Um, but there's other shows like uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History where he's very intentional about the entire show. He crafts a show. He uh, creates a product. And everybody has different lengths of time, different purposes, educational, conversational. Um, is there actually even a point, right? You know, so there's all these different styles of podcasts. So, but one of the things that I think that... Um, is the most profound about all of the styles, regardless of like how it's produced or it, it's inspiring. Because when it really comes down to it, all it is is one person sitting with the mic and a way of recording it, recording it, and then putting it out for other people to hear, right? So whether it's Joe Rogan, who has um, millions of listeners, or it's me, or it's like a... You know, I don't know, tangentially speaking, I think they have around 100,000 listeners and probably more by now because that was an old number he kind of thrown out on one of his podcasts. But um, to me, what, what it really comes down to is it's not necessarily about the number of people that listen to it. It's the fact that it exists, that it's there. <clears throat> like, I can reference podcasts to say, hey, 
I have this new way of viewing this circumstance or this situation. Listen to this episode and tell me what you think about it. Do you still believe the same thing you believed before you heard the podcast? Did it change you like it changed me? Or was it impactful? Or did I misinterpret it? You know, did I hear it wrong? All that to say it inspires, right? It inspires conversations. It inspires thought. um, It inspires action. So, for instance, I know a lot of friends who are starting podcasts. And as they start those podcasts, I'm going to throw them in on the Panhandle Podcast page on Facebook. Uh, Maybe I'll even throw some Instagram posts out there. uh, Telling you all to check them out and follow them because... My podcast might not be for you, right? But their podcast might be for you. Or uh, or vice versa. I don't know exactly if, I, if there's a vice versa there. But um, anyway, it's inspirational. So when you find podcasts that you like, whatever they be, whether it be hunting podcasts or makeup podcasts or um, I'm sure that there's there's some wrestling podcasts, coffee podcasts, whatever. There's a podcast about everything. So as soon as you find a style and a type that you like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to inspire you to start a podcast, but it might inspire you to cook more, or it might inspire you to start a garden or hunt more, or it might make you a better hunter, right? It might be informative. There's all these different things, but it should inspire um, action, inspire change and progress. And I think we can all agree that if everybody is being inspired to better themselves towards their interests, to become better at whatever they're interested in. Uh, We'll probably live in a safer world, a happier world, probably a more productive world, uh, definitely a cooler world. I mean, think about all of the creativity that exists. Like, one of the things I've always said is the best guitarist, and I, um, there are some amazing guitarists who are playing live right now, like uh, Ben Cargo from Fine and Dandy. He's a phenomenal guitarist. Like, if you watch him, you can tell. I mean, he's next-level stuff. And as well as, like, Court from B&J Guitars. And then you got other styles, like... We got a got a motorcycle rolling by. Like, Hayden Pettigo. And, I mean, like... And then you even expand it. Like, there's some deep cuts, like some bluegrass guys that don't really get up on stage much and just playing jams. But I, I wonder... Like, there, there are amazing guitarists that people will never hear in Amarillo. Um... Where was I going with that? Culture, inspiration. Hmm. I don't know. I might have lost that one. But I'll jump to my next one. Um, So one of the things that I also like about podcasts is the collision of culture that it creates. What got me thinking this is, all right, um, this will be a little bit podcast nerd level. But um, I think... Somebody who's into, like, especially in my area, kind of religion, um, as well as, like, some progressive thought. Um, tip it, uh, in your end of podcast, you're, you're going to, maybe some of these will hit. Let me know. If not, um, maybe I'm completely off on something. But just listen to this progression. You can, I listen to the Raw Bell podcast, which Raw Bell just recently had Pete Holmes on. Pete Holmes has been on the Joe Rogan experience. If you go from the Joe Rogan experience, you get like the Joey Diaz and the Theo Vaughn who are badasses and I think are 
really interesting but they're also like pretty raunchy like um most raw bell listeners are not going to be able to listen to like an episode of joey diaz the church of what's happening now without being greatly offended or challenged in a lot of ways um not to say like those you know i like the church of what's happening now and this past week and those are uh, joey diaz and theo vaughn but then you continue with that joe rogan lineup and you get like a christopher ryan which i think rob bell and christopher ryan's audiences possibly overlap and then you get a duncan trussell which I think Duncan Trussell and Rob Bell and Chris Ryan, like all of those, all of those communities over like interact. So you have this like progressive culturally, you have this collision where you have all these different styles of podcasts and styles of hosts that overlap in these areas, whether it be spiritually comedic. Um, it's it's just this weird collision ground where. You might think, hey, let's put a comedian with a comedian, and and we'll have a podcast. Well, the Joe Rogan experience says, let's put a comedian with a scientist. Let's put a comedian with a politician. Let's put a comedian with an actor or an author, right? That's the premise of the Joe Rogan experience. And it's brilliant because Joe, to be a comedian does not mean you're stupid, right? He's still an intelligent dude in his own right and um, in his own craft in his own style so he can like it's like a there's like a uh comment like called like real sees real like uh real recognizes real or whatever and so i think it that's one of the reasons the joe rogan experience uh experience is so exciting is because it's so dynamic because you have two different personalities and two different expertise kind of colliding and then through that um there's like a culture there's an audience that's all around this collision right so i might be coming there because i like listening to sam harris talk but what i'm going to end up receiving is hearing joe rogan talk as well here just a second hopefully that's a little better uh as is always in amarillo uh calm morning has turned to a slightly breezy lunchtime so uh, i took my shirt off covered up the mic and i think i can finish this real quick so where was i at so the collision of cultures is super interesting to me because i feel like there are there is a lot of growth that is about to occur um the first half the 21st century i believe is going to be um this viewed in the future as a revolutionary time where like you know, I feel like civilization has put everything in a cauldron and we're like in this big soup of culture. And slowly throughout industrialization and international relations and this global economy, that's the global economy is like the fire underneath the cauldron, right? So now the world as we know it, uh, culturally, politically, whatever, however you want to define the world, is now in this cauldron, and it's getting hotter, and the heat is being turned up by the internet, by technological advances, and things are starting to mix together, right? You get to a certain temperature, and everything starts to uh, blend, right? It creates one soup, instead of it being multiple different ingredients, right? 
So I think that that's like what we're in the middle of right now is we're in the middle of uh, somebody stoking the fire, so to speak. They're throwing these logs underneath and it's growing and it's blooming, it's blossoming. And what you have is you have um, these concentric rings of challenge, right? So if you are a fundamentalist Christian and you listen to Christopher Ryan, there's going to be a lot of issues that you come down on different sides, but I think that there's also an acknowledgement of it's interesting because you don't have to agree on everything. So you might be complete you might completely disagree on religion. You might completely disagree on what is a marriage or what is like a monogamous relationship or what is a loving relationship or whatever. You might come down on slightly different sides of that, but you might agree that civilization is a uh, an animal that is consuming humanity, right? So you can agree on a principle, and but disagree on a moral, if that makes sense. And then that is progression, because it causes both parties to um, to look at that disagreement, because you've already acknowledged that that y'all can uh, agree on one thing. And it allows you to progress and really dig in. And and uh, I say progress, I proceed, advance with the way you view the world. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean the other guy can be right. It's not maybe not even a right or wrong issue. It's just a progress, like making the soup, you know. You don't see the potato resisting the water, you know. He's like engulfed in it. So part of it is you better understand what the soup's going to be at the end instead of trying to focus on the fact that you're just a single ingredient within the soup. So let's see. Where was I at? Concentric rings. I think that's it for that segment. Um, so that's kind of – that's a quick little overview as to why I'm so excited about podcasts and why I have a podcast myself. So – just a second. Sorry. So you might hear a little bit of rustling because uh, now I have a shirt on my microphone. So, but anyway, um, this next song I'm going to play for you is the other person that played. He opened for Ryan Colwell at the Tech House. This is Hayden Pedigo. Uh You can listen to a few episodes back. I mean, maybe a lot of episodes back. I think he might have been in the teens. Um, I had Hayden on, and we I've played several of his songs. He played uh, at my only time that I did a live podcast with Jenny Anzarello. Um, he played the live set there. Um, but Hayden Pedigo, he's also running for city council. So check him out on his Instagram um, if you're interested in voting for him. Um, or seeing his platform, I should say. So uh, I've been listening to Hayden for a while now, and usually what I do... Is it's is interesting because it's a certain it it just the type of music gives the room space, um, it gives the room some shape. You know, I like to do it whenever I'm writing. I like to listen to the music if I'm reading. Sometimes, like if the wife and I are having breakfast, you know, we put it on in the background and it's a jam and it gives the room a an atmosphere. You know, without uh, you know, there's no words to it, so it doesn't necessarily like take you. Uh, it doesn't take you to a place. It allows you to be where you are, um, just with that space that it gives. But um, 
So the song I'm going to play for you is, it's called Greetings from Amarillo. It's off of his album, Hayden's album. I'll just say I'm pulling it up here. I was a lazy guest and I forgot to, or guest. I was a lazy host and I forgot to write down the particulars of. Okay, so it's Greetings from Amarillo. He actually released it in 2017. I guess the genre that iTunes puts it under is New Age. Uh, which is interesting. It kind of, to me, it has more of a, like a Western, maybe like, I don't exactly know. I'll have to develop a word to say there. But, um, Greetings from Amarillo, that's the name of the song, as well as the name of the album. This is Hayden Pedigo. Check it out.
Yeah. <clears throat> dog's got something over there at the... I think somebody's walking by, so the dogs are having to, like, you know, perform, so to speak. They like to, like, I feel like it's mostly a performance. They just jump around. They're like, ah, they get all excited. Oh, yeah, we had a lady pass by with a few dogs. So they're just saying hello. Anyway, so I kind of, it's interesting. So I was just thinking as I was listening to that song with you, I was thinking that I'm kind of becoming, I feel like I'm a cheerleader for Amarillo. Um, Or sometimes I feel like I'm, like that's the position I kind of feel like I find myself in. Like whenever somebody says, man, I hate Amarillo, I feel like I take up this defensive position to where I can like defend Amarillo. And then whenever I see people that are like, man, Amarillo's a cool place. That's why I feel like I latch onto them or like, um, gravitate towards them, you know, people that are doing some cool shit in Amarillo, but, because there are some, like, there are some very cool people in Amarillo, there are very, there's very cool stuff, but I think I have identified the problem with Amarillo, is it's, it's full of unique individuals, so there is nothing mainstream, necessarily, like, Every everybody's kind of doing their own thing in a way. They're all kind of getting inf- different information and all have different justifications. Not um, like wrong justifications, just different justifications for the thoughts that they come to. And, you know, if I were to say this is mainstream Amarillo, you know, you do have some like conservative tendencies and some different stuff like that. But, you know, across the board, almost everybody I've talked to has this like certain amount of feeling alone um like there's no group to belong to and i think that a large portion of that is because the stream like the mainstream can't last in the desert like it dries up and i know that's a little bit of a cheesy comparison to compare like it to an actual stream of water and the desert which is not conducive to you know it, it sucks up the water and it doesn't leave a stream to progress down down line i feel like that kind of, um, you know, the desert type mentality, um, it creates an individualistic culture to where each person kind of does their own thing. And, you know, there are very large churches where a lot of people gather and all say that they believe the same thing. But when you really get to talking to people on an individual basis, there's a whole lot of different interpretations. And even like, um, you know, like just even with the last a couple of guests with Eric and John Rubin, you know, for whatever reason, like religion is a super interesting thing to talk about around here. Like people talk about religion, whereas I think in other areas of the country, it's not as on the table what you believe or, you know, people don't necessarily care to talk about it maybe as openly as it is here. Here it's pretty open. I mean, you have conversations. um, There's this very engaged curious conversation sometimes but what it really comes from is each person being an individual and and thinking that they know what they think if that makes sense (sighs) all that to say i really wish amarillo could be a place where like a ryan colwell or a musical act um instead of having to go to like nashville to work with big names like you could stay in amarillo and work with big names i think that'd be really cool and i think that the culture can make a shift and is making a shift towards that direction where it can really uh support some some artists you know let people make some cool stuff man these my dogs next door they always our dogs always get at it between hey come here 
Luna. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, oh, Luna was being a good dog. She was on the other side. Okay, so where am I at here? I've got one more. Okay, so just an interesting thought. This is just an interesting thought I had. Um, my mother has worked at the Christian Relief Fund here in Amarillo, Texas for a lot of years now. I can't remember how many. Probably over 10 for sure. I think since we moved back, so it might be it might be like closer to twelve years. But it's a really cool organization. They um, help with orphanages in different places around the world, some Central America countries, some countries in Africa, and they help people. They help kids be able to go to school. So they help them, you know, instead of you know, not being able to afford school or not being able to go to school, they make the school happen kind of thing instead of the government doing it, which is kind of an interesting thing. But the other day, um, my mom asked me and my dad to help trim up some trees at Christian Relief Fund. And it's it's fun. I love trimming trees because especially big ones like that, because when you're cutting limbs, um, they were all pretty big, nice, healthy trees. And I don't, I don't exactly know their, their life stage or like their life span. But what I was thinking is I was like, okay, I'm going to cut this branch, but which branch should I leave? What are hundred year branches, right? What are the branches that this tree is going to need to live the longest life? And that just kind of got me thinking about, um, which limbs should you keep? Which limbs should you cut? And it, you know, I started applying this to my life and um, culture and everything and all these different aspects of myself. Um, like which, which limbs, which aspects of myself are going to be around whenever I'm 100 years old, right? If I make it that long. But, you know, just to, as a thought experiment to say, okay... Am I going to keep my anger or my bitterness or my um, my hurtness or like my vulnerability, you know, um, as well as am I going to keep my good nature? Am I going to keep my humor? Am I going to keep exercising? You know, all these different aspects of your life, if you view them as contributing to an overall tree, so um, a limb like exercise Right now, it might be kind of a thin limb um, with not much going on. But if, if I keep that limb and I allow it to stay attached to the trunk and to continue to grow, um, it might be one of my 100-year limbs, right? So it might be one of the things at the end of my life that's still keeping me alive, that contributes to my life, contributes to the size uh, of my life, if that makes sense. So... It was just kind of a fun thing to to think about. I started thinking about like um, you got, you got all these different branches whenever you're born. You like grow up and you just sprout everywhere, right? So you have religion and culture, and you see you have all these illusions, right? You start thinking, oh, my dad's the best dad in the world. He's the smartest dad in the world. He's the strongest dad in the world, right? I imagine sometimes whenever I'm playing with Emmett, he thinks that. Because I like right now, I can pick him up, I can throw him anywhere, I can put him up on the trampoline, I can throw him up in the air, um, I can wrestle with him, I can tickle him, you know, whatever. I, I'm like, I'm bigger than him, right? I'm the strongest thing he comes in contact with on a regular basis. Just out of the fact that he's a two-year-old little kid, right? Um, so he probably does, he has these illusions 
that that I am something not necessarily delusions, right? He's not necessarily not seeing what I am, but he's thinking I'm something different, if that makes sense. He's thinking I'm the strongest dad in the world, when really I'm just like an average dad in the world. You know, I'm not particularly a monster in strength or super athlete or anything like that. Um, so all that to say, like, I think that we're, that we're, that we have all these illusions of what we think all of our branches are. Um, but it's going to grow and change and mature and become different things, um, to different, uh, people. Let's see here. Okay. So, so which, so this is interesting. So possibly the branches that you keep are the illusions that you do not allow yourself to see through. Mm, I don't exactly know where I was going when I wrote that, but that's that's one of the things I had written down. So um, imagine like there are certain illusions like um, that are maybe covering up a hurt or covering up a trauma or cr- covering up an insecurity um that you developed whenever you were younger or whatever whenever actually in within marriages um within relate friendships right that one time that that friend stood you up and completely forgot about you are you going to hold that against them forever uh maybe you should maybe they're bad friends or maybe it was just a mistake right you have to have like a discerning a discerning eye when you look at that but um, there's certain illusions like this guy is my best friend. Whenever it's a terrible friend, they're not there for you. They're there to bring you down. They're they're actually enemies, right? That you you think that they're friends, but they're actually enemies to the better version of yourself. You know these this hundred year tree, right? Um, there are certain branches that you have to snip off. It grows up. It has potential. But it turns in towards the tree, right? It's growing the wrong direction. Or it's growing off the bottom of a limb. It's growing the wrong direction. It's not going to contribute to you being a bigger tree. It's actually going to be a detriment. It's going to cause um, danger to the tree. It's going to maybe shorten the tree's life. So the earlier you snip those off, the bigger your tree can grow. So it's kind of this uh, idea of like cultivating um, aspects of yourself um, that you want to stay around forever. So hopefully you have there's a joyous portion of your pop of your uh, personality, right? A part where you say, "Man, anytime like I like I said, this is September, so a couple of my buddies are elk hunting and um they have they have decided as well as their wives have decided that them going elk hunting is the best thing for their family, right? It, it satisfies them in a way that is good for the family. So the family sacrifices to make sure that happens for them, but also for the family, right? For, so for the overall growth of the tree. So um, whenever, you, whenever you're in a relationship with somebody, try to acknowledge the parts of them that really contribute to the best version of them as well and try to make those happen, like invest in each other, invest in... Um, activities to do with each other and all of this different stuff all of that to say so i was like up in this tree and i'm like looking around and i'm like okay this limb is going to be here for the next hundred years so i shouldn't cut it off right but as you get further out on these limbs 
they start having all these different limbs shoot out and you don't know which one is the best limb so you have to let them all kind of grow a little bit and uh you know so it's it's a little bit of its wasted growth right because that whole time it could have been going to a different the nutrients that go to growing that branch could have been going to a different portion of the tree but you don't know where they need to go yet you know you got to let things like kind of blossom and develop before you go in with the with the scissors you know what i'm saying going with the snips so all that to say that's that's kind of uh that was just a quickie um just a thought i had the other day trimming trees um so anyway so now i'm gonna play one of my favorite songs of all time which is uh all i need from radiohead um this is off of their album um in rainbows i have already said that i'm not sure but anyway enjoy this song and i'll be right back Yeah. 
segment and to end the show, um, I'm going to end with, uh, so one of the ways that I want to measure success for myself with, um, this child that we currently have, and hopefully our next child, if we're blessed with one, um, is how many diapers I've changed, which is kind of a weird thing to think about, but I was thinking about this the other day because we've started potty training our two-year-old son, and he's actually doing really well. We already got him in, like, big boy underwear, and um, and he has gone through several naps where he hasn't gone to the bathroom uh, in his diaper. We still put him in a diaper, but he hadn't gone to the bathroom in it. He wakes up, he goes to the toilet, goes to the bathroom. Uh, same thing in the uh, in the big boy underwear. He will be like, potty, you know, I need to go potty. We go, we set him on the toilet, he goes potty, we give him like a little little uh, couple pieces of chocolate or something, you know, kind of give him a little bit of reward. And then he goes and does his own thing and he kind of moves on. So, But I was thinking it's interesting because I didn't keep a diaper count of how many times I changed that kid's diaper. And some of the times... Here's what I would say. This is interesting. Is no matter how bad the diaper was that I was changing, I'm thankful that that diaper was there for me to change, if that makes sense. So even if it was an explosion where the shit ran all the way up his back and soaked through his onesie and it's like you just go straight to the bathtub, you know? I mean, any parent knows. I mean, that's the thing. kids. That happens to every single kid, I guarantee you. Um, even those, even those that you're kind of, you think back on them and it's like, man, that is gross, but I'm thankful for every single one of those diapers that I got to change. Cause that means I was, that means I was around my kid, you know, um, uh, that means that I was with my wife and you know, those things are blessings. Those things, I, I'm going to look back on this time, no matter how my life ends from here. I'm going to look back on all those diapers that I changed and all of those, every single one of them was a success, you know? Um, so even in those like bad times, uh, there's like a measure of success within that, you know, and a certain measure of pride, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of all the diapers I've changed. Um, so anyway, let's see here. That's success based off of how many diapers, um, I have changed. Let's see. All right, let's see, don't, oh, and the last thing is don't look at someone for where they are, look at where they're going, so for any of your friends, don't be looking, you know, right now they may be successful, but they just have a little bit of a drinking problem, right, um, multiply it, you know, look at these different instances, hey, this person loves doing whatever, Help them to do that more. Encourage them. Have fun with each other. You know? Let's let's all try to um, direct where we're going away from fundamentalism and anger and bitterness. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's cool about relationships is that they can breed, create something that didn't exist, that does exist. So, let's make interactions positive instead of negative let's bring positivity around instead of that negativity around anyway this isn't a self-help thing i just had that written down under my success uh, little bar so anyway so um i'd like to thank our pot our sponsor for this podcast that is happy hour uh amarello 
Their address is 3801 Olson Boulevard. Check them out at www.happyhourtx.com. And you can follow them on Instagram. Use promo code Panhand or Happy Primate, and uh, you'll get a discount on your order. Um, all that being said, thank y'all for listening. I really appreciate y'all. Um, I'm really having a good time doing this podcast. And like I said, I'm not sure what it is or where it's going, but I'm glad that you're joining me for the ride. Um, anyway, so this is to play us out um, off of that same album by Hayden Pettigo, The Greetings from Amarillo. This is Thoughts on Greetings from Amarillo by Terry Allen. So um, thank y'all, and uh, y'all have a good one. Sirens in the dust, Amarillo in the rain. Every distance so far away, it might as well be California. Every song tires on the highway, wheels on the rail. Cops chasing killers across the front page, the second and third, all the way past Tulia down to Plainview. Yesterday's news, tattooed on the Vietnam vet's stump, on the Baghdad vet's burns and bone. Just motion, little honey. Sirens in the dust calling you home.